it's two girls one broadcast <laughs> guys it's a podcast <laughs> hey girl your titty out <laughs> oh, they're not the I'm hole <laughs> switch out with a friend mid thrust so she doesn't notice crap i actually like you <laughs> you're not supposed to date someone else back guys welcome back <laughs> you're here with jack and katie and it's two girls one broadcast in case you didn't know by clicking on our name <laughs> it's just the two of us this week yeah no guest yeah. it's weird i was thinking all of our guests i think that we've had on have been like real grown-up adults oh which like i don't feel like i am i don't know about you <laughs> i figured by the time i was 30 i would feel like i was actually a grown-up but i was like no i don't why do you not feel like a grown-up I don't, I don't feel, okay, I thought, like, when you're, like, a teenager, you think, like, you'll be a grown-up maybe by the time you're, like, done university, and then you're, like, in university, and you're, like, oh, fuck, like, maybe I'll be a grown-up by the time I, like, have a career, and then you have a career, and you're, like, maybe I'll be a grown-up by the time I'm married, and then you get married, and then you get divorced 11 months later, and you're, like, okay, I'm never gonna be a grown-up. Okay, but yeah, that's still in your 20s. I was gonna say, have (laughs) we ever bothered to ask our parents if they feel like grown-ups? I think I've talked to my mom before about, like, how I never know what the fuck I'm doing. And she's like, you'll never really know what you're doing. Yeah, so maybe they don't feel like grown-ups either. Maybe. <laughs> I think I have imposter syndrome with being an adult. <laughs> I probably could too. <laughs> I feel like I do some like adulty things here and there. And then I'm like, ooh, Jack, you killed it. And then there are moments where I'm like, ooh, girl, you need to get it together. <laughs> you did not kill you it. You did not kill it. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I don't know. I keep like doing these stupid fucking like little accent things (laughs) and I don't know what they are. I'm a bit of a loser. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Anyways, back to being a grown up. Yeah, we're not really, but kind of. Mm -hmm. We try to adults. It doesn't really go go that well. Did did you do anything this week that felt adulty? Okay. I tried oh, to you save do your something? life, <laughs> which felt slightly adulty, but I did it in a very dumb way. I didn't tell Jack this story because it happened at like six in the morning when I was trying to leave for work last week, I think. Okay. So I was running late. I left the house and I looked behind me for some reason and the basement light was on, mm-hmm. which like, why would the basement light be on at six in the morning? Yeah. And then it looked like the window was open <gasps> with just like the screen there. So I was like, it looked like someone had like cut the screen. So the screen just fell back in place, but the window was like wide open and i was like oh bitch here we go there's someone in our house <laughs> so i go back inside oh my God. drop all my bags the only thing i can find <laughs> to arm myself is a broom because we were doing the broom challenge the night before because we are children yeah so i pick up the broom that we used to pick up kitty litter okay. and i go downstairs armed with a broom and luckily there was no one there it was an optical illusion there's like a piece of wood over our window so no one can actually break in yeah so yeah oh you came back in to make sure there wasn't a burglar yeah i came to protect your ass (gasps) you are a good roomie thank you i mean i would have gotten killed and probably gotten you killed too like i have to go through the kitchen to go downstairs there's ample knives and other sharp implements i was gonna say a broom why didn't you pick a knife my heart was pounding oh my god i was scared and we live in the hood i don't think i heard you come back in well that's good yeah i try Um, to be quiet in the morning and then i'll like drop something or whatever i'm like oh fuck my knight in charming wow (laughs) my knight in shining armor (laughs) 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 
I can speak English. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. I can already feel it. I just, this feels really unplanned. So <laughs> what about you? Did you adults at all in the past week? Yeah. Oh, I started a new job. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty adulty. That's adulty. <laughs> um, and how's it going? Oh, it's going well. Thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> like, I know how it's going, yeah. but just for the listeners. No, no, it's it's well. Everything's well. Um, <laughs> Everything's well. We are well. Oh, Our yeah. lives are well. Yeah. Uh, no, it's really good. Everyone's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm just like learning how to do things and figuring out the team and, you know, figuring out the peeps on the team because... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you like start a job and hear things from people and then I'm like really trying hard to just like make my own opinion of everybody yeah. and like not listen to anybody else and what they have to say because mm-hmm. I've been there, done that. I'm like really influenced by outside people. So I mm. am trying not to do that because I just want a not toxic work environment. Yeah, clean yeah. I yeah. feel like that in itself is very adulty. You're right. And healthy. That I would is say. actually quite adulty, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Healthy. Kudos to you. That yes. was me giving myself a round Everybody of say, good job, Jack. <laughs> good job, Jack. <laughs> so from now on, we're going to compliment and prop. No. Yeah, give each other props. That's oh, what I was going to say. <laughs> we're going to prop each other. I was going to say prop each other up, which is basically the same thing. Basically. Uh, when we do adulty things. Okay. We can maybe have a new segment called Two Girls Adulting. No. <laughs> sounds slightly dirty also. I don't think you can do anything with our name that doesn't sound dirty. dirty. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, onwards and upwards. Yeah. So this week, we're getting into it. Do I have any updates to really give at the moment? I mean, yeah, but I don't know if you want to put it on air. I don't know. I'm leaving the country, guys. I'm not coming back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Oh, you I'm coming back me. on Thursday. I will kill you. I'm going on a little trippy do to see your daddy. Yeah. And then I'm coming home and then we're going to go skiing. Yeah. And when I say skiing. We're having a D-Gen weekend. (laughs) (laughs) We already decided that uh, she had to rent ski poles so that she could drag me along the mountain when I'm stuck on a flat part. See, And I have to pull myself out of my boots. So I can't really ski but i can even less really board as a <laughs> so i'm gonna be skiing because i can sometimes stay upright on skis at least a little mm-hmm, bit boarding mm-hmm. i'm just like it's a concussion way to happen <laughs> i'm thinking about our conversation and katie told me that she's gonna pizza her whole way down the mountain i do pizza skiing is a real workout for me because i'm squatting the whole way down the goddamn mountain yeah, i know and i'm the, pretty exhausting. much the same thing i just go like full force because i don't know how to carve so i just like go straight down the mountain and then and I get really scared and I have to stop myself. And that's why I need someone that has ski poles because usually I stop myself on a piece of the flat part of the mountain. And then you get stuck. And then I get stuck and I get really mad and sweaty and just like, it's not a good time. Like, I don't know why anyone thought it would be a good idea to invite us to go to the mountains. I don't know either. The last time I, think I skied. I actually it might have been my idea. Maybe. Yeah. The last time I skied, I did get a concussion because I went down a black diamond by accident. Well, we're not going to be doing any of that. Promise? Pinky swear. No black diamonds. I 100% will not go on a black diamond. The only time I end up on one is when it's in an accident. Well, yeah, that's what happens to me is I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Blue runs all the way down. And then all of a sudden I fuck up and I go the wrong way. And I'm like, well, you can do a black or a double black. So rip. Okay, well, (laughs) I can pretty much guarantee if we do a black diamond, I'm going to literally die of laughter. I'm just going to hike down. (laughs) 
you're just gonna give up and take your fucking skis yeah. right off the last time i skied like louise that's what i did i had a temper tantrum in the middle of a green run and i took my skis off and i walked down you were 16 14 oh, 14 <laughs> but i think emotionally mentally i'm probably about the same as I was then, at least on a mountain. <laughs> I, I regress. I know. I, I regress when I hit the mountain. I'm an unevolved human when yeah. I'm on a 45 degree angle. There's with just like death slides on my feet. Like it's just, who invented the sport? It's so dumb. It's so scary. <laughs> I know. And like I tell everybody that Jack and Winter are not friends. No. So like on top of not being able to really snowboard very well, I also do not like the snow. <laughs> And so when Just I the get cold in general, yeah, well, you know, that feeling of like it being kind of nice out. Cause I think it's going to be like zero degrees while we're there. I hope so. Yeah. But like you get really sweaty and then it's like cold out and then you're like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I wear this jacket? Do I not? Do I wear a sweater? Oh, I'm soaking wet. What the fuck? It's really <laughs> awful. It's true. I always end up taking off my jacket and then, yeah, you're like at the top of the mountain and you're fucking freezing. And then by the time you're halfway down, you're sweating through your clothes. Right. Well, and then I always fall. So I'm just covered in snow. Yeah, me too. I also like have two ski jackets. I have like one that's really puffy and then one that like is provides zero warmth to me. But it's like, <laughs> the only thing I can wear that makes sense to go on the hill. So the zero warmth one? Yes. Well, <laughs> just I, layer, I layer up, up but like it's sweaty. <laughs> Someone needs to wear a backpack and it cannot be me because I can barely balance on my own two legs. I'm not wearing a fucking backpack. Are you kidding me? Okay, we're going to have I'm going to have a flask in my pocket and my phone in my pocket. And All that's right. it. Okay, I like this plan. Yes. I like this See, plan. we're going to be extra warm too because of the fireball. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, are you not doing fireball? I'm going to have to. What else am I going to sh- shoot on the ski hill? Yeah. The last time I went skiing, we stayed on the hill and there was like a little liquor store there and we went to that liquor store probably five times in two days and we <laughs> bought all of their fireballs. So by the last day, there was no more fireballs. So we bought like this plum liqueur. Ew. <laughs> it was the only thing. Was it it good? was really good. It was really sweet though. And it was like 18% alcohol. So it was just a hangover in a bottle. But yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. So, well, Sweet D is going to Costco and getting us fireballs. So. Oh, sweet Lord We're Almighty. good. We're covered. Yeah, rip again. <laughs> <laughs> So if there's no podcast the week of the 10th, then um, you know where we are. In the hospital. In an avalanche. (laughs) Buried with our fireball. Caused by us. But we're with our one true love of fireball. It'll be fine. It's your one true love. Yeah, you barf off it. So (laughs) this should be literally. (laughs) Did we ever tell that story? I don't know. I did. We I were think, trying to get ready to go out and yeah. I hadn't pre-drank at all. So Jack was like, hey, just take like a shot of Fireball before we go out. And I was like, okay, stone cold sober. I don't even think I was hungover. And I took a shot of Fireball and I <laughs> sat, sat at the table and staring at me, covering her mouth, like looking at me to tell her what to do. In and I terror. Was like, yeah. I'm like, are you going to vomit? And she just shakes her head. Yes. And she's still just sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, go to the bathroom. And so she goes to the bathroom and then the whole entire kitchen smelled like vomit. Oh, okay. was like, that was a lot. Anyway, was, I well, threw out my whole entire life. Yeah. All your emotions and baggage. I wish that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. Do I just need to throw up right now? Is that what's wrong with me? No. No. It's okay. I don't actually have emotions right now. I'm a robot. <laughs> Meet Morph. <laughs> so how's Mercury retrograde treating you, bitch? I fucking hate Mercury. He's an asshole. Uh, I'm just deciding that Mercury as a planet is a male. Do you know what I was just going to say? How do you know it's a man? Because it drives me crazy. Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. My logic is infallible. Yes. 
Thank you. Look at those big words. I know. Thank you. There's nothing I don't got. It's extensive vocabulary. You're literally like an encyclopedia. Thank you. (laughs) With poor grammar. You correct my grammar, so I don't think that is correct. I just am a really big fan of Oxford commas. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Okay. So um, we're not going to talk about the encyclopedia today. No. No. Or the Oxford comma? (laughs) What is no no we're not <laughs> we're going not down there we're not going it. down there big fan <laughs> we are talking about breakups everyone's favorite topic yeah and experience in life oh fuck I think this is a really good episode to follow the last one though because like we talked a lot about conflict so we'll see how many times we contradict ourselves in this episode yeah. from the last one yeah like do you boo boo <laughs> be as you want to dump him over text message do it. Dump them, over, dump them over TikTok. We're using new platforms in 2020. Take a video of you snipping a photo of you two in half on your TikTok. I would actually be so here for that. Can you imagine? And they just had like some fucked up song playing in the background. Oh my God. Light, light the photo on fire, actually. Yeah, this seems like a really healthy way to do a breakup. So that's our numero uno piece of advice. Yeah, do as we do and be super duper healthy. <laughs> Okay, well, we should maybe just start by talking about how we know when it's the right time to break up. This is true. It's so funny. In planning this entire episode, I didn't write anything about, like, being the breakup-y. I only wrote about being the breakup-er because no one's ever really dumped me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. I just hit the mic. Um, You've never been broken up with? I have. Like, um... One of my high school boyfriends, we dated for a week and he dumped me over MSN Messenger. I think we talked about this on a previous episode. Oh, we both broke up with someone over MSN Messenger. No, he broke up with me. Well, whatever. We both got broken up with bro- whatever. Yeah. Same, same. So rude. Same, same, but different. thought he was going to be my grad date. Um, And then I had like, it's so funny because we talked about long distance relationships and I was like, I've never had one before, but I did. <laughs> I just kind of forgot. But yeah, I had a long distance relationship-ish for like a few months at the beginning, like the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, maybe. Mm-hmm. ish um and it was just like it was f- like a fine it was fine like mm-hmm. it was just a very like meh relationship great guy but it was long well, distance yeah, and we didn't have like distance. a very deep yeah. connection we never really made that oh no so... that connection was purely physical <laughs> <laughs> lest we not forget when jack got kicked out of the room okay anyway um Rip. so yeah we were talking Rip um and it was basically just like straight up ignoring, I'm just ignoring, me. I'm just ignoring i don't want to go there um yeah so <laughs> we were texting <laughs> and yeah, i knew right i knew the conversation was kind of going there because we were just kind of talking about how like it just wasn't really happening like we weren't really talking that often and we neither of us really ever put in that effort mm-hmm. and so he was like i feel bad that like i don't really have like I can't see you that often because we live far away and like we just don't really like talk that often blah 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 and I was like yeah no I totally get that I was like no pressure like it's totally fine Mm -hmm. so like I think he was trying to break up with me and then I was like no 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 and then I sent him this message that was like I hate myself Mm -hmm. I was like no worries like I don't want to like there's literally no pressure I have no expectations of you we can just go back to like being friends but if you're ever in the city and you want to see each other naked again then hit me up yeah and he (sighs) He was a little taken aback. Anyway, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. I promise I was listening to what you were saying, but <laughs> I also had a, another thought. Um, we did a breakup episode 
it was our first episode we ever did on this podcast. However, I think we were just talking about ridiculous stories. Yeah, we were just telling stories. So we promise this is not a repeat. This is more about how to go about breaking up and like when is the right time, et cetera, et cetera. I just wanted to add that caveat in case people are like, what the fuck? These girls have run out of content they're they're going back but we're not because we're not going to talk about how we stole spices and shit we're literally going to just like oh, talk God. about how to like be a good human during a breakup <laughs> the drag katie episode no that was just I'm the just first kidding. thing that popped into my mind i promise i'm not uh, trying to drag you very fond of my mrs dash <laughs> yeah oh i love mrs dash i know salt free baby so yeah i cooked with mrs dash yesterday okay okay um but yeah, I think we do that a lot. We kind of like touch on topics really quickly in like a crazy pants or a whatever. And then I like, oh shit, like I want to go more in depth on this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is how to dump his ass. Yeah. In an episode. Yeah. How to dump his ass. I yes. like it. Oh, that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> so anyways, you, so you guys broke up over text. We but did. It, it was like kind of a mutual organic type thing so i, I think, think it was mutual my pride might be making me say that it was mutual because i think he had the intention of dumping me anyway i just didn't really I care no i know but i mean like the avenue you chose to do mm-hmm. the breakup like you didn't facetime or call or anything you did text but i think no. that was something that you guys kind of just decided together i think we talked on the phone once in like three months so it just wasn't really a medium we utilized yeah so i guess in that sense it it works but oh i would not recommend that Oh, yeah, I've been broken up with over text. And I mm-hmm. just continue to sewer mm-hmm. the... Sh- yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. know who... He-, he listens to this. Yeah, hey, babe. Hey. How you doing? Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. How Breaking you up living? with your girl over text after five years. What the fuck you doing, brah? <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. All right. So I wouldn't recommend that avenue, but... No, I would not. Um, I do think that maybe somewhat in a sense after it kind of like fizzled out the whole like hurt thing mm-hmm. um maybe like i guess a little bit stronger and like knowing that that is just not the route to take ever not that i would do that but like anytime i'd be tempted to do something like that i would think back to how it made, how you it feel. made me feel yeah and i think that is really important when you are going through stuff like this is to think about the other person and if you were in their shoes would you want them to handle it this way yeah and now i'm right. thinking back to people that i've dumped over text and i'm feeling real bad oh I, only one person comes to mind but again like this was someone i'd made off met off a dating app and we'd met like three times and i was very smothered and i just texted him and called it off and then i blocked him like a coward yeah but i mean like you were younger right this was like a year or two ago oh <laughs> shit thank you for trying to give me the benefit of the doubt i was trying there yeah no there's really no excuse it's honestly breaking up with somebody over any like electronic form is cowardly and it's kind of disrespectful oh it means you don't give a shit about what they're gonna feel like this was one thing i wanted to ask you like do you feel like you owe people something different if it's like if it's someone that you met off a dating even if it's someone okay so let's start here if Mm -hmm. you you meet someone off a dating app or someone slides in your dms or whatever and you just have like a texting or phone relationship and you haven't met in person do you think it's okay then to just like like if you're not feeling it's just like text them and like call it off oh yeah 100 dating apps if you've like now met in person a few times what Mm -hmm. do you feel like you owe that person do you feel like you owe them an in-person if you've only gone on a few times and you have never had like an exclusivity talk no 
Okay. Yeah, I think I'm talking like the exclu- exclusivity. Wow. Okay. Why can't I speak? Yeah, okay. I think I'm I'm talking like a boyfriend girlfriend situation. Like once you've established that like either you're exclusive mm-hmm. or you are actually dating, mm-hmm. then and fuck, is that even the same thing? I don't know. Could be. Well, now apparently it's two different fucking things. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. So if you're in one of those situations, then I would say absolutely you cannot break up over text message, Mm -hmm. email, whatever. Email. I think if you are in a long distance relationship (laughs) or it's like somebody new or, you know, you know what? I'm like, I'm an advocate for ghosting if it's like somebody that you've talked to for like a day. Like that's fine. But um yeah, like if if it's something that doesn't make sense for you to be in person, then no. But like mm-hmm. if you've developed a connection and a bond with someone and like you care about them and how they feel, then I think you really need to reconsider if you want to do it over text or not. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think some people think that it's easier. Like I think that a lot of us hate face-to-face conflict and like mm-hmm. I'm guilty of like having fights over text message because I'm like I just can't do this either over the phone or in person. I just don't have it in me. Like it just needs to be over text so I can cry without them seeing mm-hmm. but that's <laughs> what like, i'm saying like think about my responses or whatever but that's not good either but that's what i'm saying like it, it is in a sense cowardly to do it that way it's because it and you're being selfish because you don't want to deal with conflict yeah it's 100 percent. that's why i ghost ghost and i'm, I'm not because i just like didn't want to deal with conflict yeah and i'm not saying when i say you i'm not like looking at you and saying you i'm just saying like everybody as a you <laughs> it's because you don't want to deal with conflict and you don't like confrontation and, and that's fine but it's it's a fact of life Mm -hmm. like there's nothing you can do about it so yeah i think it's different depending on every situation Mm -hmm. but yeah like if this is someone that you've been dating for a while especially if you guys have said that like you are dating or you're exclusive like you owe them that you have now committed to ending it in person if that's something you decide to do Mm -hmm. what if they ask you to be exclusive over text can you then break up with them over text (laughs) has that happened to you yes (laughs) question mark oh uh i don't think so I mean, if it's if it's like a week later than well, maybe, if you were but... like, if they were like, "Hey, want to be exclusive over text?" and you're like, "Hey, just kidding, I want to dump you." Like <laughs> no. that's your response no. to being exclusive. <laughs> I did have a guy on a dating app. I hadn't even met him yet, and he wanted to be exclusive. I was like, "Sir, yeah, uh, pardon me." Yeah, then I then I goes to them. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a psychotic. No, that makes sense. Ugh. But anyways, I just think it's it's something that you have to do in person, and I am really guilty, like. I've obviously never dumped someone. Okay, never say never. I dumped Brad over MSN Messenger. But I have <laughs> not, as a grown person, dumped somebody not in person. Mm-hmm. And I hate it so fucking much. Like, I it happened to you. hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah. I hate breaking people's hearts. I hate seeing them upset. I hate being the reason that they're feeling like that. And so when I say I understand why you don't want to do it in person, I understand, but you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not fun. And I'm like a big advocate now for if it's especially something that's really going to make you uncomfortable to write down some thoughts like before you do it obviously don't read off a piece of paper while you're doing it but Mm -hmm. write down your thoughts so you can kind of like screw your head on and you're not like going in all these different directions when you're with them because that's also not fair to them been there yeah so i think you know if it's something that you're scared of then you know what take some time to really think about it because it's it's also fair for them to kind of get a good understanding of why it's ending Mm -hmm. if it's something that happens in the moment though because that does happen too like you kind of get to a point where you realize that things aren't right and things aren't changing and and i hope 
that's a realization that comes after you've had some discussions with your partner about what's not working for you and kind of giving Mm -hmm. them an opportunity to work through that. Um, But there are moments where it's just like kind of like a blow up and you're just like, fuck it, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And those happen too. And that's fine because it's still in person. But you know what, if you're going to just do it in the moment, then you still kind of have to know why you're doing it. Yeah. Because you don't want to leave that person wondering. Like I've gone through a breakup where... I pretty much dragged the breakup on for like a week and yep, been there too. <laughs> I don't think we really ever had closure. Like we tried to get together a couple times and it didn't end up happening after we broke up. Like when I went to the house, like I did break up with him in person, but we didn't have like a long drawn out conversation of why it was happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we connected probably a couple months after and it just like didn't work out to meet up. And so like, I don't really know if he truly understands why it ended yeah, I struggle with that too. We're kind of jumping ahead here, but like we may as well get into this now. Oh, like, sorry. No, no, no. I, I struggle with, like I've had breakups where I've tried to end it with someone and they want to talk everything out right there. And then they basically talk me into keeping it, like to keep trying. Like I feel like it's very hard to have one of those long extended conversations that turns into like a fight where like everyone's crying and they're trying to understand and you're so emotional at that moment too and like this happened with one of my long-term relationships and I ended up just kind of backing down and stayed with him for like another week and then I had to break up with him all over again and I'm like why am I doing this to myself and him like we just had to go through this twice in seven days basically like I should have just ended it then so part of me after that was like maybe it's better to just say like I whatever say what you've got to say to like I respect you, whatever, like this relationship's meant a lot to me, da 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 da. But like this isn't working for me and I don't want to do this anymore and end it there. And then like, I really don't know what the best route is. Like, do you do that? Do you just do like a quick cut and dry, like this is over? I need some space and I'm going to like give my shit out if you're living together or whatever. And then we can talk about this in a few days, like more calmly and rationally if you like have questions and want some closure. Mm-hmm. Or is it better to just like get everything all out on the table then? I think it would depend on how many discussions you've had about because generally there's there's a couple things that are lacking for somebody in a relationship mm-hmm. that starts to make them think about it not working out. And like I said, hopefully you've given your partner that chance to understand why you're feeling that way and, and how you're feeling and what these things are um, and kind of have an open discussion then. Uh, and then I think once you get to the point where you, you see things haven't changed, Um, and it's not working for you, you can just say, like, this isn't working for me anymore. I've given it an opportunity since we've had our last discussion. I don't really feel like enough has changed for me. It's not working anymore. Um, And I'm done. Yeah, like, what's right for me right now is to not be together. Yeah, I I do think, like, just from personal experience, having a very, like, brief conversation and just being like, I'm done, I have to get out of here, that's that. That's very and then hurtful. trying to reconnect, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's also, I think they just come with a different perspective when you reconnect. And I don't think it's really received the same. Yeah, they're like bitter by that point. Yeah, like they've already kind of hit that like breakup mm-hmm. emotional roller coaster. So I think it just makes sense to just get it done. Because, you know, if, you're, if you come back, you're still kind of dragging it on. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So yeah, just like knowing why. And that's another thing too is so like for me, when I say I'm really bad at breakups, it's because like I know something's off, but it takes me a while to figure out what it is. And me I too. really try and like 
figure that out in a concrete sense because I don't think it's fair to break up and be like, I don't really know what it is that's wrong, but something's wrong and I can't Mm -hmm. do this anymore because it's just going to leave that person wondering what it is they've done. And when you go through a breakup, the ideal situation is you don't make that person feel like it's all their fault. Yeah. And I think if you're not sure why you're breaking up, it's going to just imply that it is their fault. Yeah. I think that's what I've struggled with too is because I have had breakups where it's like, I'm breaking up with you because we can't stop fighting and Mm -hmm. this is so toxic. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot easier to walk away from. But I've had breakups too where it's like nothing is fundamentally like wrong. Like we're not fighting. There wasn't cheating. It's like nothing is really on paper wrong but like I'm not happy happy and I'm not fulfilled and like Mm -hmm. those are the hardest conversations because it's not it's like one of those like it's not you it's me Mm -hmm. but it's true it's like either timing's wrong like the one that I was talking about where like we broke up like twice in a week that was the one where I got into a really serious relationship like quite quickly after I separated from my ex-husband and it was just bad timing Mm -hmm. got way too serious too quickly Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I realized like I'm not happy and like there's nothing wrong with him as a person like he was a great person and he loved me deeply but he wasn't my person and Mm -hmm. he wasn't the person I wanted to be with for the rest of my life and over and above that I just needed to be on my own for like a long time Mm -hmm. like I'd been in a nine-year relationship I needed to go and be on my own Mm -hmm. so those are hard things to communicate well yeah and and that is that makes it extra hard like i i've always kind of like tried to find a fight oh, to yeah. use as mm-hmm. an excuse because it seems that it's going to be easier but mm-hmm. i don't think that is really the case um i'm known to do that though and mm-hmm. and i actually did with um one of my ex-boyfriends like he basically said like if if you're not happy get out or something because we were fighting and i was like fine fuck you and i left and i stayed at my parents for a couple nights and he was like what are you doing like i wasn't being serious and i was like well you can't just throw words like that around Mm -hmm. and you know recognize who i am as a person and yes i'm very fucking dramatic sometimes (laughs) so yes maybe that was a little much for me but no, nah, I would have done the same thing in that moment. Yeah, but yeah, that it had taken me a bit to get there anyways. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was the first time that we were having an argument about what we were arguing about. But, you know, you, you think that conflict will make it a little bit easier to leave. And I don't think it does. Like, I think when the time is right, it will happen. And I'm a huge believer of that. Mm-hmm. You can talk to your friends over and over and over again about how they shouldn't be with that person, look what that person's doing to them, you see how unhappy they are, but they know. They know Mm -hmm. how unhappy they are and they know what choices they're making. You know, I once heard on a podcast um, and it just like clicked with me and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, this is how I need to kind of do things. It's like, if you're questioning your friend and saying like, I don't get what you're doing, like you are almost purposely hurting yourself because you're staying in this knowing that you're unhappy and it's not fulfilling you you are now saying you don't trust your friend's judgment Mm -hmm. and I hope that's not the case because if you're close with this person you do trust their judgment you go to them for things they're you know there for you so you obviously do trust them and by saying things like that you're implying that you don't trust them yeah and it's hard to not because you care so much about that person and I'm still guilty of you know, telling my friends, like, look, is this really what's right for you? But most of the time they know I'm coming from a caring place when I say that. And 
you know, of course you are, but just really think about that mm-hmm. before you approach your friend um, who's maybe not happy or thinking about going through a breakup. Like, I think a lot of us really isolate ourselves when we're feeling like that too. Mm-hmm. Like I've been very guilty in relationships where I'm very unhappy and I've talked to my friends about it and I felt... I, and again, like I never think that people mean to be like this, but I feel like they're being very judgmental and they're almost like getting mad at me for like staying with this person when mm-hmm. I know that it's not right for me. But like I'm not ready to end it for whatever reason. Yeah. And then when I feel that like it, it's like my bad relationship with my whatever ex-partner it was, was like causing friction in my relationships with my friends that made me totally shut down and not want to tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like when I left my ex-husband literally nobody knew and that wasn't really it wasn't yeah again it was it wasn't like we were fighting it wasn't like there was anything fundamentally wrong it's like it's weird like do you feel like you have a moment in relationships where you know that it's over Mm -hmm. but it takes you a while to act on it oh yeah like I knew that that relationship was over I think probably two months before I actually ended it I was at a concert and I was alone like I'd lost my friends for some reason and I was standing like right by the stage, just like listening to this band that I love. And I just had like this weird, weird moment of clarity. And I was mm-hmm. like, my marriage is over. Like yeah. there's no coming back from this. Like it's over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it took me two months to actually act on it because there was nothing. We weren't fighting. There was nothing that I could be like, you did this. Like this is wrong. It just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Uh, I do have moments where I realize it's over and – one relationship it took me nearly six months yeah to do it um lots of different factors that kind of came into play for that but you know looking back probably still not great that it was dragged on yeah and um another one it was a month and a half two months um but you know what I'm like as I've gotten older I've I've really wanted to like give my partner a fair chance Mm -hmm. to work through whatever it is right and you know it would be the same if it was me that you know somebody was with me and wanting to see some change in me mm-hmm. I would hope for the same that they would communicate that with you yeah and, say, like, and give me kind of really like a chance like you let's work on it together yeah like you love me this is kind of something that bugs you ab- about me mm-hmm. and you want me to change that well I can't just do it overnight and so I mm-hmm. need some time to work through that and figure out how to navigate that and trusting and knowing that I'm going to be working through that in that time Mm -hmm. I think is really important and so I try to do that for my partners obviously I'm not saying I'm perfect but I'm just talking in a sense because I also have mostly done the breaking up I've been broken up with once um and that was like the worst time of my life so and it was really unexplained and you know it was explained with maybe like a sentence and it was just something that he didn't see with me and so it made it really difficult to process it right because you're like because you don't understand yeah like you where did I go wrong like you've left me and I don't know what I did like you can't help but like why did you not see that for us like what what was it that I did or wasn't doing Mm -hmm. that made you see it that way right like no one can grow if they don't know yeah what it is really and sometimes it's literally just like that connection isn't there yeah which again are like the hardest breakups I knew one of my relationships was over like the moment I pretty much got into it and I still stayed with him for a year <laughs> like I knew that it was unhealthy the whole way around oh my gosh but 
that's one of those things where like I think you just hold on to things because you hope that things will get better and change and you have those fights over and over and you communicate what you need to see and you try and work on your own shit and it just like happens over and over again but I will say like if you are having an issue with your partner this is turning into like a couples therapy episode but if you're having an issue with something and like you see something that you need to change or like you need them to change like it's just not uh it's not something that you can compromise on like this can't keep going on and I can't stay with this Mm -hmm. you're never gonna be able to just talk about it once and like have it magically fix overnight it's gonna be a series of conversations and I think that people kind of forget that like you feel like well I told you once that this bothered me so I just expect you to be perfect from now on and it's like people interpret things differently and like if you communicate something to somebody they might not fully understand the full scope of what you're talking about or like all the little nuances of it so it's gonna take a few conversations and I've been guilty of this too where I'm like we fought about the same thing over and over again like why do we keep having to have the same fights and Mm -hmm. it's like well you are gonna have to do that Mm -hmm. till you are both on the same page and yeah sometimes it's not gonna take one conversation to get on the same page it might take a few but you shouldn't be fighting about the same thing over and over again for like six months yeah okay so I guess this kind of ties into what you're saying like what if you're not fight like if you don't fight a lot and but you just know something's not there right like I'm not a huge fighter like I don't see the need to fight a lot in a relationship there are some people who think like oh that's the only way you can grow I don't think that's the case but when I say fights I mean like screaming Mm -hmm. really unproductive stupid fights Mm -hmm. that are just like name calling which is basically opposite to everything we said last episode like that's what I think about when I think about fights yeah for me it's I like to just phrase it as conflict right yeah you're talking through something yes tough conversations yes they're not fun you get upset you get angry but you're still rational in your thought process Mm -hmm. but yeah so what if you don't have a lot of that with your partner but you know something's off and I think that's been my thing is I've had relationships like that that are like pretty long term where yeah like we don't really fight a lot like there's not like and it's there's nothing I could put my finger on to tell you to fix Mm -hmm. and that's that thing where it's like it just comes back to that fucking cliche where it's like it's not you it's me it's like I just don't feel the thing that I'm supposed to feel yeah in this relationship like something fundamentally is wrong we're just not right for each other Mm -hmm. and like yeah those are the hardest conversations to have what about when you're now I'm just like thinking of situations what about if you're like pretty in love with the person still but like and you want so much more from them that you know they can't give you and you know it needs to end and you've given them the chances to try and oh, give yeah. you more. Yeah. And you just can't. It, it's just, it's not working, right? And you you really want that from that person. I think those types of breakups are also really difficult. And mm-hmm. it's something you just have to know in your core and in your heart that isn't going to work long term for you. Mm-hmm. I think you that's still why... love the person, but it's, it's yeah. not that person cannot give you what you need and that's not their fault exactly it's really nobody's fault like none of us know if we're going to be compatible long term with somebody when we get into a relationship you have that spark and you have mutual respect and you are interested in each other and you have feelings for each other so you try Mm -hmm. and sometimes six months a year down the road you just realize like this isn't right for me Mm -hmm. and I think that's where a lot of us it was like you were saying you kind of like wait for a fight or you almost try to instigate a fight Mm -hmm. or you overreact to something that normally you wouldn't overreact like that because you're just looking for that opening to say that it's done yeah and yeah like I've been guilty of that and I think that it's 
a very immature thing to do in a relationship, especially if you do respect that person. Mm -hmm. But it's just so hard to have, like, that conversation, like, out of the blue. Yeah. Because I had a breakup like that where I basically just came home and said, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's just not there for me. And Mm -hmm. they were so blindsided because on their end everything was fine Mm -hmm. and on my end things hadn't been fine for a long time yeah and you know what honestly like that I think for me really comes down to perspective and you're never going to be able to change someone's perception of you Mm -hmm. they've that's what they've ingrained in their brain right so if you're breaking up with somebody for something that you feel like is wrong or is just missing like it's just that spark's not there whatever Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do for yourself. And and that is really kind of how breakups are ultimately selfish. I they think are, it's probably yeah. the most selfish thing that someone does, but I think it's it's a healthy selfish. Like it's it's what you need to do for yourself to be happy yeah. in the long run. And yes, you're hurting somebody in the process, but we all come out of those things okay. Yeah. We do. It takes time, but we it. always get over it. Get yourself under someone else if you need to get over them. <laughs> I think, honestly, it is almost less selfish just to break up with them because it seems almost selfish to stay in a relationship for longer with somebody that you don't actually want to be with. Oh, I 100% agree. their potentially, like, feelings are growing. Meanwhile, you're just becoming more and more distant. Like, that's why, yeah, I definitely regret dragging out some relationships longer than they should have been because it just wasn't fair to the other person. Yeah, but I think what I'm talking about is just in like the blindsided sense, like when they're not like when you haven't communicated or like they're just not getting it Mm -hmm. or their level of love for you is much higher, deeper than what you have for them. I think that's kind of what I meant. But Mm -hmm. I do agree with you holding on just because you don't want to hurt them is also quite selfish. So in the end, like you need to do what's best for you and there's a way to approach it to make them not feel like a shitty person. A lot of the I feels this is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm not getting. Yeah. A lot of me, 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 feel, feel, feel. Yeah. I, 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 talk, I. Yeah. Not you talk. Yeah. Because, yeah, you don't want to play the blame game because at that point it's over. There's mm-hmm. no point playing the blame game. Yeah. For sure. There's really no point. It's just going to hurt the other person. So what about post-breakup? This is a very interesting conversation to me because I have had exes in my life after the fact and I have cut exes out of my life after the fact and... To be quite frank, I'm not a fan of having exes in my life after a breakup, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but sometimes circumstances don't really allow you to cut them out. Yeah. And I've had some very uncomfortable situations. So there is two schools of thought on post-breakup. If you guys are somehow still in each other's lives, maybe just follow each other on Instagram. I don't know. But there are people that believe that after you break up with somebody, if you start dating somebody else... Or when you start dating somebody else, you have to tell that person. No. I agree. No, 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 no. That person's not a part of your life anymore. You don't need to report it to them. I actually had this situation. Well, not personally, but one of my exes, who I'm friends with now, Mm -hmm. his ex was like so pissed off when they found out. That you guys started dating. No, no, no. When they found out that, that he had a new partner so because he didn't tell her and we were talking about it and he was kind of looking to me like am I am I crazy here like yeah am I in the wrong and I'm like no you are not you do not need to report anything to this person like this is no 
Yeah. That's, this is your life. Like, I don't know. I like, for me, I just cut all my exes off social media. Yeah, but then you have exes that stalk you. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's their own problem. But you well, don't need to think. like personally like, report to them that you have yeah. a new partner. Like if you're stalking my, if we are not friends on social media platforms, and you're stalking me after my breakup, you're just trying to get your feelings hurt. But yeah, yeah, I had an ex, and he had said like, when you start dating somebody else, or if you start dating somebody yes, else, I remember this. You have to tell me it's respect, and I'm like, I don't agree. Because I don't want to know what you're doing and I don't want you to know what I'm doing. Whether or not we end up being friends down the line, like, again, like, I don't think that you can be friends with an ex right after you break up. You need time apart. But, like, I don't think that you owe them anything. I think the only time that you owe somebody that kind of explanation is if you are, like, on a break kind of thing and you have that understanding, like, we're going to keep in touch and we're going to, like, do whatever and we're going to try and reconcile if like you guys if the other person still thinks that there's a very real chance of reconciliation and you guys are still having that conversation where you're kind of talking about trying to get back together then I think you do owe it to them because you're basically stringing them along yeah but I think in that case why the fuck are you looking exactly elsewhere That's very if different. yeah if you've made that agreement but mm-hmm. no I don't think you need to tell them um i think if they find out and they approach you you don't even need to explain yourself like you Mm -hmm. guys have made the decision or one of you has made the decision that this is no longer working you're now apart Mm -hmm. you're free to do as you wish i agree i'm like i'm not gonna text seven exes every time i get a new boyfriend no (laughs) i'm dating someone new just fyi like no you don't need to hear from an ex-partner yeah when they get into a new relationship i don't think that any amount of time apart like would change the fact that you'd be slightly upset to hear that that's the thing too like even people that i've broken up with Mm -hmm. when i find out that they're with somebody new depending on the mode of how i find out it's not like a comfortable thing and like like, how long you've been apart too yeah yeah and like i'm genuinely happy for all my exes that are with new partners it's just like some of the ways that i found out have been less than kind Mm -hmm. like where their friends Mm -hmm. talk about like but see, then that ties into the fact of, do you just tell them then? Would I think, you rather ha- have had him tell you no. than find out from someone else? No. I just right. wish that everyone in those situations would have respect. The situation I'm talking about, I'd broken up with a guy. And then not that long afterwards, one of his friends was talking when he knew that I was well within earshot and was talking about how he was so happy for this guy and his new ex was so hot and blah, 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 okay, blah. But that's just and just malicious. like rubbing it in. And I yeah. was like... I wasn't really upset that he, I'm, I, no, I was not upset that he had a new partner. Like I made the choice to break up with him and I did not want to get back together with mm-hmm. him. I was just upset that that person felt the need to do, do it in that way. Like, why did I need to hear that? Like, it was like, he was saying it for my benefit and I just felt like it was so disrespectful and like, honestly, just embarrassing for everybody in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that definitely doesn't sound ideal. And then like, you were kind of talking about how, there's like time apart to Mm -hmm. like try and consider being friends yeah and i think that's different for every relationship and a lot of people don't like to be friends with their exes and i think like as you get older the chances of you being friends with that person becomes more slim because you start Mm -hmm. to find like your actual like life partner and why would you want to go down that path but Mm -hmm. like my ex uh my like longest relationship him and i didn't speak for like probably two or three years yeah and it was like rocky when we did start to speak again i was still very like rbf (laughs) not pleased but it's it's taken time but i I think we've made some 
pretty great strides like we've gone for lunches and like yeah you know and and to me like I think it's it's fine now and I hope that like my new partners would be like okay and trusting of that because there's been so much time apart that I feel like I'm literally just learning who he is yeah like I don't see him as an ex anymore Mm -hmm. I see him as like this new person that I'm friends with which is so bizarre but you know what so much has changed in those years that it's like he really is different and he really is somebody that I need to like relearn and I yeah and you're different and we both both have very like platonic feelings towards each other I think we've talked about it and we're feeling very much the same as in we're learning about each other again as Mm -hmm. friends and I think in that sense, it's, it's okay and acceptable. And of course, if your new partner is, is not comfortable with it, you got to work through that. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's the crux of it is like, you're both feeling platonic towards each other. Mm-hmm. I think if like e- either side still harbors feelings for the other person and would like to get back together, mm-hmm. then it's never going to work. You're never going to be able to have a healthy relationship because they're always going to feel jealous. No, but that's something you need to figure out. And yeah. like, he has a partner and oh, yeah. like he wants me to go for lunch with them like that Mm -hmm. to me is is very like healthy friend type relationship and so it's different for everybody like I Mm -hmm. said every situation is different totally I'm not friends with all my exes but speaking of I did receive a very kind message from my ex a couple nights ago this is true mercury (laughs) coming through it can be done but yeah um it was an extremely heartfelt message that was extremely overdue but I did say better late than never so Mm -hmm. that is what I'm gonna roll with and it was still very appreciated but yeah it it, it's something that can be done I think it's just very dependent on the person and on the situation totally so we talk a lot about breakups because that's really all I've been through Mm -hmm. but I think most of us would like to hear your thoughts on divorce we haven't talked a lot about divorce um, only one of us has been through it. I think most of our listeners know that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you want to shed any light on that? Cause that still is a breakup. It's just a way more intense breakup. Yeah. It's interesting. So I was the first person out of like any of my friend group to get married. And then of course I was the first out of any of the friend group to get divorced. <laughs> um, divorce is a bizarre thing to go through. And a lot of relationships would basically be like a divorce if you got separate, like if you broke up. Like there's lots of people that buy houses with their significant other, even if they're not married. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we had a house, cars, two dogs, like our lives were intertwined. Our families were pretty intertwined. And so when we split up, it wasn't just a breakup. It was like, I feel like I started my life over basically it was very, it was a very bizarre thing. And like, this was someone I'd been with since I was barely 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So I'd never been a grown up without him. Yeah. So it was very interesting. So I guess the process of getting a divorce Mm -hmm. in Alberta, at least, Mm -hmm. is unless there was infidelity or abuse, you have to be separated for a year before you can actually get divorced. So we got separated we signed like a legal paper saying that we were legally separated. And so before we were even divorced, we were able to separate our assets and all that good stuff. He kept one dog. I kept the other dog. We kept our vehicles, dealt with the house. And then it was basically just waiting for that year to come through. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's making my throat feel. Yeah. Um, 
you can get divorced really simply here if you want to. And if you're both on the same page, you can literally just go to the courthouse and file. It's like $400 if you go through lawyers like we ended up doing. Um, it's quite a bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. But at least in that process, you have those legal documents, especially if you have property um, savings, investments, um retirement like rsps or pensions any of those kind of things you get a paper written up and everything is protected Mm -hmm. so again a very surreal thing to go through my lawyer um lives in saint albert and like her law practice is out of her house Mm -hmm. and like it was so bizarre she smokes in her house she has like these long talon french tips so i like and i was just like sitting there with her cat (laughs) signing my divorce papers oh my god uh, and I remember her looking at, because we, like, I didn't want alimony, none of that stuff. So she kind of, like, went over the paperwork with me. And it was the m- simplest that you really could have done things. And she was like, are you sure about this? <laughs> like, yeah. yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I, like, it never crossed my mind to go after alimony or any of that kind of stuff. But it's still, like, we had probably the simplest divorce that you could think of, mm-hmm. basically, because th- no one contested anything. There was no fighting about money or whatever. No one was going after any of the other. Well, that's because shit. you didn't go after anything. Exactly. And, he, and to be quite frank, he didn't really have much to go after for you, unless you said you wanted the whole house, which you couldn't do, right? Like you no. would say you wanted half, and he could try and contest that. Yeah. Maybe, but well, and I could have gone after spousal support, right? Which and- would have been significant because i make shit money but i didn't yeah. and i think in a sense like if you had maybe left him and you didn't have anywhere to go but your own place and you had to pay mm-hmm. rent and you had all this debt from your guys's marriage i think that would be a situation where maybe you could say like it doesn't have to be malicious going after alimony it's just like hey we're not working out you know what i've uh, incurred all this debt i'm giving you the whole house i'm not trying to fight you over that I need some help for six months to get back on my mm-hmm. feet by myself. Like, I think in that sense, maybe it's fair. But, I mean, I haven't been through it, of course. So this yeah. is very, very hypothetical speaking. It is hard. It's weird looking back because so about maybe a year or two before we got divorced, I had a career change and I took quite a significant pay cut. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not making now. It's like years later. I'm still mm-hmm. not making as much as I was before in my previous career. Mm-hmm. So... and he made very good money he made like six figures so Mm -hmm. when we split up like yeah like I was very financially dependent on him but Mm -hmm. we it was a partnership so I don't think that I don't think that he ever felt like it was like that but yeah splitting up a lot of people would have felt like going for alimony is just fair because I make nothing and Mm -hmm. you make good money Mm -hmm. and I had a very hard time after we split up like I yeah, like that's just how it is. But again, like especially because of the fact that I left and it wasn't like he had cheated on me or anything like that. Like if that if someone cheats on you, fucking take him to the damn cleaners. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Go after everything you can. <laughs> but that wasn't my situation at all. So I didn't feel like I had any right to ask for that in that situation. So I definitely made the situation a lot harder on myself than maybe some people would have. But I feel like we handled it in as respectful a manner as we could yeah in terms of that stuff as an outsider i feel like you did yeah Yeah. so i do like people find out about it and they're like girl like why wouldn't you ask for spousal support like what the fuck Mm -hmm. i'm like it just honestly it never it never crossed my mind and i think that that is why we went through lawyers is he was scared that i was going to change my mind and want alimony yeah something yeah but i don't regret it yeah i definitely it was rough 
but I don't regret it because I think that I would have felt guilty. Yeah. But that's just me. Every, yeah, for sure. Again, every situation different. is different. Yeah, every situation is different for sure. So I guess in regards to, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier and just like tying into the whole like divorce breakup thing. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked before about like really needing to take time in between Mm. relationships and you said you got into one too fast after your divorce and you think that really played a factor into why you guys broke up. Mm -hmm. But hindsight is always 2020. So Mm -hmm. when you end things with someone, do you feel like there's an appropriate amount of time? Like there's always this running joke. It's like people say, It's half Mm -hmm. the amount of your relationship. That's how long you should be single for. And there has been a breakup for me that that truly was that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't because I had that mentality. It just ended up being that way. It was like anytime I tried, I was like, no, fuck this. I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. You just know when you're ready. And I really think like... I know I kind of asked you, but I'm just going to chime in and then you can answer. (laughs) Like I'm going to answer my own question (laughs) and you can answer. (laughs) Um, I really think that it's... It's just something you need to feel like I'm very much about timing. And I think that limiting yourself by saying like, I need this much time. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's different for everyone. And if you're coming out of a divorce or like a 10 year relationship, fuck. Yeah, I get it. Take a bunch of time. But like if it's been like a two year relationship and, you know, you kind of already knew a bit before it was over, whatever the case may be, I think timing is everything. And if your heart is telling you that you've met someone that's really worth pursuing and maybe it's only been like four months, who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. I hate that judgment from the outside. Like, oh, don't 100%. you think you need some time for yourself? Like, no, you need to do you. And if this is what is making you happy, why would you turn it down? What if that person doesn't come along again? What if that is your person and you don't know it yet? Like you and you sit and you and you're delayed because you have this like arbitrary timeline in your head. Yeah. That goes back to the whole like trusting people, trusting your friends Mm -hmm. to know what's right for them. Yeah. Because you're right. Like there is no set amount of time. No. I definitely it's weird because I don't feel like I needed as long to get over my marriage as I needed to get over some of my other relationships Mm -hmm. just because it wasn't that like overly traumatic Mm -hmm. it was sad and I definitely did need time alone because and it was more so to like get on my own two feet and like figure out how to live my adult life single and on my own like Mm -hmm. I needed to just stand on my own for a while yeah and I didn't really do that I got into a relationship pretty quickly with a guy who was definitely had like prince charming syndrome and wanted to like sweep me off my feet and do everything for me And it was super sweet. And I know that it came from a place of caring and like he wanted to help, but that's not what was good for me at that time. Like I needed time. Yeah. But so, yeah, I think it's just knowing yourself and being honest with yourself and Mm -hmm. not trying to rush into something. And I think so many of us, it's like, well, I'm single, so I'm going to look for the next one now. And it's like, you got to be self-aware and like take that time to figure out how you're actually feeling. Mm -hmm. Because I had another relationship that really wasn't even a relationship. It was like a situationship Mm -hmm. that went on for about a year. Mm -hmm. And it took me a full year to feel like I was actually emotionally ready to be vulnerable with somebody again. Yeah, but that situationship was basically traumatic traumatic the entire time. But that's the thing where you can't give like this arbitrary amount of time. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And I mean like, I'm I've lived it (laughs) and so I guess I'm speaking from experience just try not to limit yourself in Mm -hmm. in what society thinks you should do I think you need to do what's best for you and so 
if you know you need time, take that time. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Be wild. Be free. Sow your oats, as my friend would say. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want to do. But if you come across someone that you think might be worth your time, mm-hmm. I say pursue it. And I will say, too, maybe this is what I should have done. and Maybe this would have ended up working out a little bit better. It wouldn't have been so, like such a crash and burn thing Mm -hmm. but like if you're not fully over your last relationship or you're just not fully ready to commit for whatever reason and you do meet that person where you're like fuck like there is that spark like this could be my person Mm -hmm. communicate with them Mm -hmm. just be honest like i'm not ready for something serious yet this isn't like a fuck boy statement where it's like i just my sixth grade girlfriend broke my heart and i'm scared to commit it's just like i'm not ready to commit yet but like i really truly care about you and i feel like there's something here so can we please just take it slow yeah and like be patient with me right yeah Yeah. and you'll find that it naturally just progresses where it needs to go like that's what i'm saying like put your trust this is gonna sound dumb just put your trust in the universe like Mm -hmm. the timing will work out put your trust in whatever thing you believe in and know that the timing will just work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And like invest in yourself in that time that you're yeah. single. Yeah. Like that's the best thing that you can do. But I really think too there is there is that opportunity for your heart to heal because someone else has come in. Well, and that's the thing. There was another podcast that was talking about this recently. And it's like no one is ever going to be fully ready for a new relationship you're never gonna have like your mental health is never gonna be a hundred percent great nothing in your life is ever gonna be a hundred percent figured out it's like people that are trying to have a baby it's like well i just need to get this this and this figured out and then i'll be ready to have a baby it's like you're never gonna have all your ducks in a row it just doesn't exist in life yeah so a lot of people think like i just need to get a lot of people say like i need to be better before i can commit to a partner i need to like you know, figure out my depression or figure out my anxiety or I just need to like be a better person or I need all these things like you think that you need to fix about yourself before you can commit to another person and I you're never gonna get there. We're never gonna be perfect. Yeah, I think there are some really like concrete things that you know maybe affected your last relationship. Mm -hmm. But you can hold on to those and work on those while you're with someone. Like as long as you're not being a toxic person because of that. Yeah. And you know what? Like, that person's going to figure out. They're going to figure out your little things. They're mm-hmm. going to know what it is you need to work on. You can even talk to them about things you're trying to work on. Yeah. Be open about say. it, right? Like, talk about say, it. Say, hey, this is something that didn't work for me in my last relationship. You understand that that ended not that long ago. So I'm trying to work on that. Help me through that, right? Like, yeah. that's going to build you guys into a stronger relationship. Yeah. I mean, I talked about taking a year to get over that relationship Mm -hmm. i don't really know if i'm ever going to get over some of the damage that that relationship caused Mm -hmm. like i just don't know if that's possible for someone to get over some of that stuff but i try not to let it influence me that deeply in my relationships it's something that's always going to be like triggering for me or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm very very aware of it but that's the the precedence that it's set but like i know to watch for things Mm -hmm. and i know more how to deal with things now Mm -hmm. And I've been accused in relationships of guys telling me not to treat them like my ex. But there's two sides to that. Like, yes, like there have been times that I've been like hyper aware of like looking for red flags where there really isn't any. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where it's like, no, I'm sorry. This is a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I- but that's the thing. You got to stay true to yourself and know yeah. what you are OK with and what you aren't OK with. Mm-hmm. So long story short. <sighs> I think there isn't a set time is basically what I'm trying to say is just let your heart do what it needs to do. Use your brain. But I really do think there's something to be said for being open with that new partner 
and saying what it is you need to work on or what you're trying to work on personally and and mold that in. And something else I was going to say is I've been different with every boyfriend. Me too. And so there's something to be said about kind of letting go of that relationship. But you know what? Consciously knowing what it is that you need to work on, but seeing if that's even a problem in your relationship, your Mm -hmm. new one. I have been completely different. I mean, I've grown and that does have something to do with it, but there's been different problems with every relationship. It's not like, Mm -hmm. you know what, there, it it does float about that there's some like core things, but it's different each time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like there are things I know I need to do better, but it's different with every person. Because everybody's different. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like I had a relationship where I was a huge enabler. And I've never had another relationship since where I've been put in a situation to see if I would still behave that way. So it's very interesting to think about. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would hope that I've grown from that and learned from that and I wouldn't do that again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you never know because every relationship is different. And fuck, like sometimes you get into a relationship and you're like, I'm however, I'm in my 20s, I'm in my 30s and this has never been an issue for me, but it's an issue in this relationship. It's something whole new to work through. Yeah, 100%. You never know. Yeah. So just let your... Let your life take its course that it's supposed to take. It's, it's all about the journey and mm-hmm. relationships are part of that journey and you'll figure it out. It always works out the way it's it always supposed works to. Out. Yeah. I've been so guilty where I know there's like that impending doom, like this relationship is over and like I'm either going to have to break up with this person or they're going to break up with me and it's going to be over. And I l- totally catastrophize it. I'm like, this is like the end. Like mm-hmm. I don't see a way out I don't see like a future beyond that and I think now too like I'm older I'm wiser and I've been through a few pretty big breakups so mm-hmm. I know now that there is like a future beyond mm-hmm. it's not something that I would ever want to think about and like it's not nice mm-hmm. but like I know that I'm gonna be okay mm-hmm. no matter what happens yeah. like fuck I remember with an ex like I was literally like I don't know what I would do without this person like I have framed all of my plans for the future around this person and like that's how I see my future I can't imagine it without them and like there's just nothing without them and here you are without them them, and I'm so happy yeah exactly I'm so happy that I left yeah I can't even imagine what my mental state would be if I stayed with that person yeah for sure but you've got to trust yourself like you're the only one that knows yourself you're the only one that knows your feelings and you're the only one that knows how your relationship truly is Mm -hmm even your friends, like they see what they can see and what you tell them, but like they're never going to get the full t- context because they're not there all the time. Yeah. You're the one that knows. Yeah. Have you ever uh, hooked up with um, an ex? <sighs> I always said that I would never hook up with an ex because generally by the time I break up with someone, it's because I, ob- like I've said, I wait too long to break up with people. So generally by the time I break up with somebody, I'm not even attracted to them really anymore. I've just kind of moved beyond that point of the relationship. I did have one relationship where I broke up with them, not because I fell out of love with them and not because I was not attracted to them anymore, but because it was such a toxic mm-hmm. relationship that I needed to, or I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And we were broken up for months, months, but I still had to see him fairly regularly just because my life is a joke. And it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. He kissed me one day and I let it happen. Mm-hmm. I was sad and I missed him and it felt like home and it felt like it was like that sad, bad, but good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And it was like, it just reminds you of like everything that you thought that it could be. Mm-hmm. And I... um Freaked out, went to my therapist's office, cried in my therapist's office, told her I had kissed him. And she was like, well, you know what you have to do. And I was like, mm-hmm, yes. So um, I had a conversation with him that like that can never, ever 
happen, happen again. again. Yeah. And again, like tried to limit the contact that I had with him as much as I could. And it never went beyond that. It never happened again. And I'm so thankful that it never happened again because it just wasn't right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm lucky that I've never, I've never had somebody break up with me that I still wanted to be with, mm-hmm. really. So I've never had that where like they come back to me and I'm still hoping to reconcile. I can't even speak to what that would be. Like I can't even imagine having somebody break up with me and me still being in love with them and then them kind of like coming back and having like that breakup sex where like you left me, but like now you want me. Like I can't even imagine. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine. What does that feel like? <laughs> Should we cut that? I was just going <laughs> No, off. that's totally fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so now we're dragging Jack through the sand. I was not <laughs> trying to drag Jack. I'm just going to put that out there. I was literally just thinking in my own little stupid brain. Uh, so Jack, I'm here. So I'm next. <laughs> uh, no. Just kidding. I have. Um, oh, yeah, me. I actually... Uh, twice. So... I have an ex that I like redated a couple times and or always found my way back to when I was post breakup for a little fucky fucky. So (laughs) there's that. And then, (laughs) yes, I have uh, just purely slept with an ex. Um, You know, I was confused. Uh, It was a relationship that I, my heart didn't want me to end, but Mm -hmm. my brain did. My brain knew I needed to. My heart was disagreeing deeply with my brain and we broke up and I was still weeks and weeks after just thinking, holy fuck, did I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. What was I thinking? Like, is he, he could change, right? He could, it could work. And so we saw each other a number of times and I tried really hard to fight the like sexual chemistry I have zero willpower, <laughs> zero, <laughs> negative, 100 <laughs> willpower. And so it happened a few times and it was nice, but I I was the one that ended it. And so I often wonder if I maybe screwed him up with that. Um, he did say to me a couple times, like, I am completely fine with just having sex as long as it's like happening it's not just like every once in a while, it's like, it's a consistent thing. But I mm-hmm. was like, I don't think you know what you need and I don't want to make it worse. So once yeah. he said that, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And honestly, it just petered off because I kind of just stopped. Like a lot of the time it would happen whilst we were both doing opposite, like separate things, but we were drunk and we would somehow message each other and be like, mm. come over no, you come over, you should come over. And then somehow one of us would end up at each other's house. And like I said, it was fun, but also not a good, good idea. So I wouldn't recommend. It really does confuse things for both parties. And I think in that time, I was still, like I said, unsure if I'd made the right decision. And so doing that, because it was still very loving. Like it wasn't just a Mm -hmm. fuck. It was like, there was still love there. So I don't know, maybe there's something to be said for like taking a bunch of time apart and then fucking and it literally just being like a fuck. And it's like, you know that there's no love there anymore. Yeah. More like in love. There's always yeah. going to be love. You're always going like, to love for your exes. And in love yeah. is gone. Maybe, maybe it would work in that sense, but 
I, I honestly don't think so because you're always going to be tied to that person in some kind yeah. of way. Like you've, you've shared a past, you've shared so much with each other that I, I really don't recommend it. Well, and you never know, like if the other person is at a different point emotionally than you are. And usually they are, or, yeah. or you're at a different emotional point than they are. And mm-hmm. it's somebody feels more than the other. Yeah. That so imbalances. somebody's going to feel let on at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally the biggest asshole. I was just like going on and on. <laughs> Jack's like, excuse me. Hi, I'm going to go <laughs> crawl into a hole now. No, it's fine. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to touch on for breakups? I don't really think so. The only other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was like the splitting up your shit. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to like animals and stuff like that, like that is definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in a breakup. Like it is the fucking worst. It is the worst thing ever. And like people always say like, oh, you should never get a dog with a boyfriend. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if you're in a committed relationship and you're living with someone, you're like basically uh common law then why wouldn't you get an animal like mm-hmm. what it's just like okay mm-hmm. and like you could get divorced yeah. case in point here and yeah like we so i got kush we got kush together but like she was always like mine mm-hmm. and then we got a second dog that was always basically his they mm-hmm. were our dogs but like you're the dog is always going to pick the person so it just kind of mm-hmm. made sense when we split up that i would have one and he would have the other i would have been so happy to share custody which mm-hmm. is a very contentious topic but I would have loved that because I just missed that dog and I loved her so much. But I'm happy the way that things worked out. I have my girl and she's mine mm-hmm. and I'm never going to let her go. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Um, I've lived with two boyfriends. Um, not at the same time. <laughs> and uh, uh, up in here. <laughs> animals with both. Uh, got my cats with my one of my most uh, one of my more previous. Does that make sense? More previous mm-hmm. exes. Um but I think it was always that they were mine. Yeah. Uh, when we did break up, I moved into a place where I couldn't bring them. And he was very kind and mm-hmm. kept them for six months. Um, I mean, they knew him and I obviously trusted him to care for them. Yeah. So I think in that sense, if you can make that work, that's great. Um, but we did have the agreement that within about that time, I would come and get them once I got a place where I was allowed to have animals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he willingly let me. Like, there was no problems there. People were always like, do you really know if you're going to get your cats back? And I was like, yeah. Like, you know the person. Yeah. And he wasn't malicious. So I knew that it wasn't going to be an issue. If anything, I tried to fucking pawn one of them off on him. And he said no. I wish he had taken her. I'm just I know. <laughs> so <laughs> she's probably in my room eating my hair ties right now. <laughs> I think I think there's really something to be said for, although you know that you're in a committed relationship and it's common law, there's something to be said for having that really shitty conversation if you're getting an animal and saying Mm -hmm. like, look, we obviously plan to work out. If we don't, who's taking this animal? And I did that with my most recent ex. And it Mm -hmm. was always the agreement that he would keep the dog. And as much as I knew how fucking shitty that was going to be, and let me tell you, it is shitty. Mm -hmm. It's an agreement we made. And it made it so much easier when we broke up because we didn't have to talk about it. Yeah. I know people that have been broken up for like two years and they still split the dog. Like the dog's like two weeks at her house, two weeks at his house. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just can't imagine. A kid is different. I just can't imagine being that tied to an ex like two years after a breakup. Like Mm -hmm. you, it's just like we talk about needing like that time apart even before you think about like maybe 
possibly one day being some sort of friends Mm -hmm. but it's like you have this animal that you're sharing you have to see them twice a month to Mm -hmm. like switch custody like it's just so hard yeah I don't know if I could do it um yeah one of our friends had asked me like why don't you guys have an agreement of like at least a week and I was like I just haven't asked you know what like he lives alone and Mm -hmm. I don't and I have two cats and I, I'm trying to be mindful of that for him too. Like he has something there for him all the mm-hmm. time that loves him and, and wants to be around him. And so for me, I don't really want to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. I think having the dog every once in a while is great. Um, and I take him when he goes on vacations for the most part. So there's a bit of an agreement when it comes to that. But I think overall, it just makes more sense for me to just be mindful, I guess, of, of him and, and not battle him on it. Because it's also something I don't want to battle. Like, yeah, I know that the dog is loved and I know that he's being cared for. And if he wasn't, I know and trust that he would reach out to me if he needed something. So, yeah, exactly. You know, like it's easy for me to just say like, I'll take the dog every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. I understand like coming out of a divorce, having that like two weeks or one week off is, is completely different and it makes sense for that. But yeah, yeah, I think just having that conversation about those really important things that could be a fight down the road. If, if you broke up on who's taking what to just figure it out from the get go. Like, I think it's a realism thing. It's not a pessimist thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a shitty conversation. It's just like, let's not deal with this in the end. Let's deal with it right now. So Mm -hmm. we know. And it should be a quick. Yeah. Rip a band, rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And just kind of figure it out. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We never even really had to have the talk. It was just kind of always like, Kush was just always mine. And then the conversation was like, well, I have this dog that's like, mine basically so Mm -hmm. we should get you one that's like yours yeah it just kind of went from there yeah and that works too i think and like i bring my cats into new relationships and those people know those are my cats so Mm -hmm. there's also no discussion about that so unless you really fall in love with mal and you want to take her yeah we'll talk (laughs) you can get her out of the dumpster (laughs) she's on only her fifth life so she doesn't have many more to go I took the trash out the other day and I looked at her. I was like, you want to go? Yeah. And somehow she made her way back into the house. So <laughs> she's like a cockroach. Any, any... <laughs> Yuck. Anyway. Well, that was an hour and 20 minutes. Of Damn. Yeah. I guess the longest episode we've ever done. Just the two of us. Yeah. And we had some plans for crazy pants. And I think we oh, probably yeah. also had some plans for some tarot slash astrology but i don't We've know if we kind of run out of time yeah we don't we want to keep your guys's interest so yeah we will do a crazy pants next week yeah we can do a longer crazy pants next week maybe yeah do a little bit of a mental health deep dive yeah and i think i'm gonna do a poll because i'm feeling it i don't really know why but i actually I think i'm gonna post do it on too. social media instead and okay you're interested you can look at it there i'm scared to see what my cards are going to say they have been telling me some hard truths yeah i think that's why i haven't done a poll in so long because i'm just like like, i know stop yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't want to listen to you right now (laughs) so guys if you have any like ridiculous crazy hilarious normal breakup stories that you want to share with us we can start next week's episode with them Uh, We always love to hear what you guys have going on in your lives. Of course, you'll remain anonymous on the podcast if you want to. Um, But yeah, definitely let us know. Or, you know, if if we've said something in this episode that you've been through and you're like, that's fucking wrong. Tell us. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us what you feel is right and we'll talk about it. That's what this is all about. So Mm -hmm. definitely reach out if you feel the need to. Um, 
I know I have some friends that are like, yeah, I listened to the episode and there were a few things that I was like, mm, but I don't remember what they are. Write them down <laughs> when you're listening to the episode. Just text us. Be like, or text us bitch, while you're what listening. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Or text us or DM us while you're listening. Yeah. And uh, then that way you won't forget. And we can have some really like good conversations, which is kind of mm-hmm. what this is all about. And we love hearing different perspectives and people have such different life paths that totally yeah we're like totally open to hearing that so yeah well um, and i think that's like the caveat that we give at the end of almost anything we talk about when we're giving advice or whatever it's like you've got to do what you know is right mm-hmm. for you yeah no one can decide it but you and that's it yeah 100 percent. yeah so hopefully you enjoyed our little breakup rant um <laughs> <laughs> we have an exciting guest coming up the next couple weeks oh, I'm uh, so excited. yeah and we're still trying to plan some more so um if you have any suggestions on guests or topics let mm-hmm, us know mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. something we're really open to and we want you guys to have us talk about what you want to hear yeah that's what we're here for we also because we're so passionate about the crazy pants segment and like just talking about mental health in general we would be really really excited to have on a psychologist mm-hmm. or a counselor or anybody in that field yeah so if you are one or if you know of one and you're interested in either giving us topics to talk about or coming on as a guest mm-hmm. we would love to talk to you yeah so we absolutely please would shoot us a dm yeah and yeah i think that's pretty much it for this week yeah so um you also don't have to be local uh, we can figure out yeah, we can the Skype, Skype Twitch mm-hmm. thing. Uh, we can make it happen. So definitely don't feel like you have to live in the YEG area. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let us know. And um, if you aren't already following us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, we're at Two Girls One Broadcast. Um, and make sure you leave us a rating and review if you really love what we're doing. Um, otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye, tacos.